0: Welcome to the direct-to-video connoisseur. Um, I'm Matt, and I usually say, as always, I'm joined by Jamie. But, uh, in fact, uh, this week she is preparing for her big move. She's moving in with Brian up in Michigan. So uh, this week she was off, and me, um, I was supposed to find a co-host for tonight. But uh, between work and and other things, I just uh, never got around to it. So um, I apologize for that tonight. I know we're just going to be doing a... Solo show with me, and it'll probably be, I don't know, maybe about a half hour. I know uh, in the past I did a solo show that didn't go so well. The the uh, mentioned or the oft infamous uh, Steven Seagal episode I did that was about an hour. Um, I kind of tried to force that one, um, but we're not going to do that. tonight. I'm just going to talk for a little bit and see, uh, you know, if I run out of steam around the half hour mark. Uh, if not, we'll go a little longer. Um, A few other administrative things um, to discuss before we get into the podcast. Um, First, uh, me with the blog. I have been meaning to get some posts up, and again, um, because I've been so busy, and like I said, um, busy tonight that I wasn't able to get, um, so busy that I wasn't able to even uh, contact people in enough time to get a co-host, I haven't had a chance to write, but I I do plan on doing it soon. Um, So hopefully, I know I've been saying that for the past uh, three weeks that I'm going to get a blog post up, but but I, I, I plan too soon, so so let's hope for that. Um, as far as next week goes, Jamie is supposed to be away again as well next week. Um, I, I've talked to a few people about maybe co-hosting. Um, if not, we might just do the same thing. Um, I'll just check out a film and we'll do maybe you know a half hour on it and see how it goes. But um, but yeah. So and then um, the week before Thanksgiving, Jamie and I will be back. Um, We're looking at perhaps doing a Thanksgiving-themed episode. Um, So so look for that. I guess that would be the 26th of uh, November. So look for that episode. Um, Also, I imagine Jamie, as far as um, her other commitments, other podcasts and whatnot, um, you can always check Facebook to see what she has going on. But I think um, those things will be on hiatus for the time being as well. Um, But yeah, so so that's that. Um, The film tonight. I looked at In the Name of the King 3 uh, with an uh, Uva Boll joint. Um, I've reviewed the previous two uh, for the blog. And, of course, I was going to... Um, you know, Part of the reason why I chose this film tonight was that I wasn't sure if Jamie had seen the previous two and I didn't want to ask her to try to watch the other two for an episode. So I thought, why don't I... I've been meaning to do this one myself. Um, so why not just check it out? And, and give it a look-see and see how it went. Um, you know, Uwe Boll, of course, I've done about six of his films, and he's kind of, um, I wouldn't say he's up there with an Albert peon, but, you know, we know of him as kind of like this king of schlock, that uh, he, he's very infamous uh, in the, the direct video and bad film area. Um, I know looking him up on Wikipedia, I think that the story behind him is that he used to um, use these German tax shelters or... or um, uh, there's uh, tax subsidies that the German government would give filmmakers and he would use those tax subsidies to just like make these you know films like the original In the Name of the King or um, I think he did um, wh- what was the one that he did Alone in the Dark or something like that the one with uh, Tara Reid but he, he would do those bigger budget films and he would just kind of uh, exploit this tax loophole to make these big budget films and then the German government looked at it and they were like you know the whole point of this loophole was to make some like really nice independent films, you know, maybe like a Michael Hanukkah or somebody like that. And uh, they weren't expecting these big schlock fests, um, with Uva uh, Boll just filling out the cast, like he did, like a, uh, you know, Blood Rain or In the Name of the King. I think In the Name of the King had, you know, had Jason Statham in it, the original one. Um, I think it was Blood Rain that had Burt Reynolds. I mean, he just had big names, in all of them. Lily Sobolewski was in, uh, also in In the Name of the King. So he, of course, he uh, the, when, when that tax loophole was removed, he was kind of forced to, to go uh, on a much tighter budget with his films. And so now he's almost uh, entirely direct-to-video now. And so that's kind of where we've, we've picked up with him. Um, and, and his movies tend to be very hit or miss. Um, I, I haven't watched one of his in about, oh, I want to say it's been about two years um, when I watched Blubberella, which was, his, um, it was kind of his spoof on his own film, uh, Blood Rain 3. Um, where he had a, a woman who was, um, you know, she was overweight, playing an overweight character. And it was, th- I remember just kind of being like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think of this film. It was just all over the place. And um, I, I couldn't tell if I liked it or didn't like it. Um, I mean, there was a joke where there was one person who was um, in blackface playing uh, Monique's part in Precious, which I was just like, what, why am I watching, you know, something in blackface? But then, you know, there was, there, Uwe Boll played Hitler, um, it was all over the place. And so, you know, that's what it is, I think, with Uva Bull, You know, he just, he, you never know what you're going to get. Um, now, having seen In the Name of the King uh, Part 2, which he did with Dolph Lundgren, I actually enjoyed that one. I thought that was a fun, bad movie romp kind of deal. And so I, I really liked that one. And I thought maybe, maybe In the Name of the King 3, it might have some of that. Of course, we, we, we sub out um, Dolph Lundgren with Dominic Purcell. Um, and really we don't have another big-name actor unless you want to consider uh, bashar rahal as another name and i don't even know if you consider dominic purcell to be a big name um, he's he's not even tagged on the dtvc and i'm trying to think of any films we've done of his um... i think house of the rising sun with um... uh... the wrestler batista i think he was in that But we haven't done many of his films before um... so he he takes over um... and i, I guess this film really isn't even like a sequel, Um, so you didn't necessarily need to watch the previous tease, so I could have even done this one with Jamie, Um, but anyway, this film sort of follows in the same line as the the Dolph Lundgren one, where somebody from the future, uh, from our time, is zapped back into the past um, to sort of save the kingdom or whatever. Um, In this case, Dominic Purcell, he is an assassin who wanted to be done, was done doing, you know, didn't want to be an assassin anymore. He's in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. Uh, he kidnaps two girls that I think are daughters of the king or some famous person in the, in the country. Um, he puts them in a container and the whole deal is that his boss, the person who hires him to do hits, is going to um, pick the girls up in the container and whack them. Um, as he's about to do that, he sees a medallion on one of the girls. The medallion is the one with the little symbols on it that's uh, his tattoo. And I believe Dolph had a similar tattoo in the previous film. Uh, he's zapped back into the past where uh, these two women um, in this medieval village want him to uh, fight with them to take over or to beat the, um, I guess it was his their, their uncle, their father's brother, who killed the father and took over the kingdom. So it was a little... Uh, Hamlet esque only without uh, the mother, without the stepmother or, or with the mother marrying the uh, brother but um so so overall, the film I, for me it was I don't know it, it, it was only eighty five minutes, and so I guess you know it, it early on it it felt like it had some action to it. it seemed like it was working well, but we hit like about the I guess we had thirty minutes left, so I guess the 55 hour mark. 55-minute um, hour mark, it starts to wind down, and we kind of lose the film. and And at that point, I'm like, okay, you know, we can't get through this fast enough. And it does rebound a little bit, but then you know, we get back into the modern day, and we still have 15 minutes of cleanup. So it overall, I think it was, you know, it was the excitement ended up being excitement by repetition. You know, just you know, your classic uh, medieval sword fight scenes where it's just you know people swinging and slashes and Yelling and going, "Oh, I'm getting hit!" Whatever, you know, and falling over. So it, I don't know. It just, it didn't quite have that little bit that the Dolph Lundgren one in part two had. I think this one just was just a little bit off on that, um, and so I think it it, it it fails a little bit on that part. Um, and I don't know too if maybe Dominic Purcell just isn't, um, if he just he's not Dolph Lundgren. Um, I don't know. Uh, one of the funny things I noticed about Dominic Purcell, uh, his character's name is Hazen something spelled H-A-Z-E-N and I was wondering because Uwe Boll being German I was thinking like maybe Hazen means something in German but the the Z in German it actually doesn't have a Z sound, it has like a Tse sound and actually it's the S that sounds more like our Z so I looked up H-A-S-E-N for Hazen and that actually means hair, like the bunny rabbit and. I was thinking, like that's an apt name for his character because Dominic Purcell, um, you know, rabbits uh, have evolved because they are prey because they they are the lower end of the food chain. Um, they've evolved this sleeping pattern where they just take two-minute naps. Um, they sleep two minutes at a time and then they run out and go do their thing and then they sleep for another two minutes. So it makes it hard for for prey to catch them. And Dominic Purcell's acting style in this felt like it had some of that. Um, he didn't physically fall asleep, like his eyes weren't closed, but you felt like he was checking out for a couple minutes here and there. Um, he would just kind of sit there and kind of look uh, at the screen, or just kind of look away for a little bit. At um, the very beginning of the film, he does a hit. After he does finishes the hit, he's in a hotel room, and uh, he just fires up the Keurig and makes himself a cup of coffee, and then decides to leave. Um, so he's very, very slow, methodical, and I guess that was part of his character. But uh, when he's not making himself a cup of coffee, when, when he's just sitting at a table or just sitting somewhere looking off into space, he, he looks like he could be potentially you know a rabbit taking a nap for a couple minutes. So uh, maybe that's why Uva Boll decided to give his character that name. Um, you know, like I said, there was really nobody else of note in the film. Um, the, the actress's name, I don't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, this is supposed to be a medieval time period, um, and the actress, uh, you could see that she had two scars uh, just above her eyebrow, where she had eyebrow piercings. So maybe that was popular in medieval Bulgaria. I'm not sure, but it didn't look like it. Um, the other thing, you know, I'm not one who's going to be a stickler for making the medieval period be, um, I don't want to say, I don't want it to be hist- overly historically accurate. You know, if the characters... Aren't speaking in Middle English or you know Middle Bulgarian? I'm not going to get upset, but um, they were living in the forest, and the forest trails uh were definitely had tire tracks. Um, so some some automated uh, you know some some automobiles had been driving through there. These were not wagon wheels, so Uva definitely whoever the location scout was, um, and, and I mean throughout the film you're seeing like legit tire tracks in this medieval forest. Uh, so you know. For, for for you know whatever Uva Beau was going with here, um, you know that some of those things were just hard not to look at and hard not to laugh at, um, so there was that in there. Yeah, I have the tire tracks listed, um, you know one of the things I I think that's interesting, you know, about Bulgaria, as a location, is that it has a sort of wild west sense to it, um, and and that's why I like films shot there. There's a kind of a I, you know, it's sort of like a modern Wild West. And one of the things about this film, because it's supposed to take place in this medieval period, is um, we sort of get this little introduction of this Wild West sense. And we get a little bit at the very end when Dominic Purcell comes back, but then we lose it because we have to lose it, right? We have to go to this medieval period. Um, and we have to insert this Dominic Purcell character into this time. Um, and now it's kind of a disappointment because. You know maybe it would have been nicer if perhaps somehow he had incorporated that element into the medieval part but you know i guess you can't really um you know maybe that's not something he could have done but uh yeah so that was you know medieval bulgaria with uh there was you know of course we had the dragon from the previous film as well i don't know if you remember um in the previous uh the Dolph lundgren one there was a cgi dragon this guy makes an appearance again and um, he actually makes it to the modern world, so he's hanging around modern-day uh, Sofia, just flying around there. Um, and that would be interesting to see if there's going to be a fourth film with Dominic Purcell and the um, and the dragon. Maybe it could be like in you know um, in the name of the King Four, you know, the buddy cop picture. And the two of them are out there, kind of you know solving crimes in Bulgaria. Uh, that could be an interesting take on it. Now as far as dominic purcell and uva boll they um did three films around the same time like uh, there's three films on netflix instant that they have together um and i thought maybe he just shot them all at once you know that you know albert pion was known for that he would um and actually it was i believe it was either bulgaria or romania that um albert pion he took um uh, you know, a lot of rappers, with him, a lot of hip-hop stars out there, and that's where he made the urban trilogy, and of course, you know, the ill-fated urban trilogy, uh, because Air France lost a crate's worth of uh, film, and so, you know, of course, those urban films are now like they're 65-minute, 70-minute, you know, uh, you know, just kind of salvage jobs that Pion tried to do, but um, but yeah, so you know, that's kind of something that Pion would do, and I thought maybe Uva Bull did the same thing. But uh, it turns out only this one was shot in Bulgaria, and he went to um, British Columbia to shoot the other two with Dominic Purcell. Um, the other two, one of them's called Suddenly. It's got Ray Liotta in it. Um, it's a remake of the 1950s film Suddenly that had um, Frank Sinatra in it. And then um, the other one is, uh, oh, somebody's saying I should be louder. Turn it up louder, okay. Well, let's see there. But um, the other one is that, um, what is the other one that he did? Uh, some, something about assault on Wall Street. That's right. I think it's Uva Bull's take on what happened in the uh, with the with the whole economy thing, and he's trying to uh, do his best to uh, make the economy. Um, how do I want to say it? He's doing his best to uh, give us his take on how bad you know how people have been affected by the economy. So you know, I don't know if I would want to see those films based on seeing this one. Um, I don't know if, you know, Dominic Purcell, Uva Bowl is going to be up there with like uh, Martin Scorsese and um, Robert De Niro or even Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if we'll, we'll put that pairing together. Um, and I don't even know if Purcell and Uva Bowl are going to do any more films together. So I don't know, you know, if that's a pairing that we're going to see more often. But yeah, I, I don't know that uh, that based on these I, I mean that's suddenly one the fact that it's got Ray Liotta is really pulling me in that's one part one uh, one reason why I might grab that one um but yeah yeah so now I wanted to talk a little bit about uvable because this film here I'm kind of you know like I said I was kind of on the fence about and I think maybe the previous one was probably as bad as this one but because it had Dolph I was like okay you know I liked it uh, the other thing too is that the two main characters um uh Dolph was in that one with, uh, Natasa, uh Malta, I, I think that's her name, but, uh, they had a lot of chemistry, and, um, Dominic Purcell didn't really have much going on with his, um, uh, main female co-star, they, they kind of just were there together in the film, um, and so that might have been another reason, it just kind of was just all there, um, but, you know, you know, Uva Bull is an interesting one in general, because, you know, like I said, I've reviewed about six or seven of his for the blog, and, um, you know, he seems like he should be a perfect fit, right? You know, the direct-to-video connoisseur, I should be just eating up all the uva ball I can get my hands on. Um, but it never seems to work out that way. It seems like you know, there's always either something a little off in one of his films, or he just, you know, he, there, there, there's something about it that doesn't work for me. And, um, and I want to make clear, I say that it doesn't work for me, because he, um, about five or six years ago, challenged his critics to a, a boxing match, and I guess he beat them all up. In, in a boxing ring, so I don't want him to come down on me and give me a hard time, but um, but you know, in this film, didn't I don't know if it had the same problems that those other ones did. I mean, the things I remember about the other ones, um, you know, a lot of times he would have a strong female character, which is an interesting um, similarity between him and Albert Pion. Pion often has strong female uh, protagonists, and so he would have these strong female characters, and then he would bring in like a male. That would sort of be uh, part love interest, part like co hero. And that other male would usually be really despicable or just a kind of a, a tool, you know, someone that didn't really work for the film. Um, he also would sometimes have these comedic foils that also didn't work in the film. Um, and so, so, you know, those things would, would, would derail the film for me. And this film didn't have any of that. I mean, obviously, one, we've got Dominic Purcell as the main guy. So there is no, you know, and he's cool enough. He, he works in well enough for me. Um, so it so didn't have that problem with it. And, you know, I, I think, but, but I think maybe because the story itself just seemed like it was just kind of thrown in there and it, it kind of faded a little bit, um, I, I think maybe that's just what it was. It just, um, it, was, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't kind of the fun time that, that the previous one was. Um, You know, and when you look at Uwe Boll's filmography, um, and, and, you know, many direct-to-video directors do this. I mean, Jim Wynorski is renowned for just pumping out as many films as he can in as short a period of time as he can. Um, And, and, you know, obviously with varying degrees of success. But he he does that a lot. Um, I guess maybe the difference between Wynorski and Uwe Boll is that Uwe Boll gets some people in the film that have something of a name, right? I mean, you get Ray Liotta, you get uh, Michael Paré. He likes a lot of Paré in there. Um, so you get people with some names, whereas, you know, Winorski, you just know, all right, this is going to be a romp of some sort, or this is going to be some kind of sex horror romp or something. And we, we're not expecting it to be good. Um, not that I'm saying I expect Uva Boll's films to be good, but um, by the same token, um, I, I think, you know, he, he there, there's... he he still suffers from that law of diminishing returns um, because he's pumping them out so quickly and I think this film uh, suffers from that more than any so you know I don't know what I would do with this Um, you know it's on Netflix instant you know I I don't know if I would if I would go with that I don't know if I would pick this one Um, if you know if you've seen the other two and you want you're looking for something on on a Friday night you know maybe uh, this might be the one to go with but overall, I'm going to say that this is just, it it just doesn't have enough to to cap, to pique my interest. Um, Now, there were a few other things in the film that I thought were kind of funny that I wanted to bring up. Um, First, the hotel. He's in the hotel, and and the hotel looks like your classic uh, Marriott or, you know, Sheridan, something in the United States. And I don't know if maybe in in Sofia in Bulgaria. I've never been there. Um, And Oh, somebody said, I, I searched owl bowl. Strange that people collect that pottery. There are, yeah, my, my wife actually picked up some owl pottery. She worked with a woman that loved owl stuff. So, yeah, there are people that love that stuff. But um, anyway, that was, but um, beyond uh, that, um, the, the hotel thing, um, one of the things I noticed being in hotels before, they had the hotel remote. And um, uh family guy made a joke about this too, how every time you go into a hotel, the remotes don't work, and um, I don't know, I'm not supposed to be agitated by that, but you know, here's Dominic Purcell walking around these hotel rooms trying to assassinate his mark, and I, you know, See this hotel remote, and I'm like starting to get agitated. Like just imagining myself hitting the button, you know, like guide, guide, you know, home, TV, you know, and like you just want to watch TV, and you're stuck like trying to get away from the movie channels. And then the next thing you know, you accidentally order something. You've got to call down to the front desk and complain, you know. No, I don't want Blue Jasmine for for twelve dollars. I I just want to watch this, the 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 game. I want to find out how the Sox did. Um, and so that kind of that kind of got to me. I felt like a little anger there. Um, just the hotel itself had kind of a disheveled look because people were staying in it. So I started to get that feeling. You know, when when you stay in a hotel for a few days, you've been eating uh, crap food, right? Because you haven't been able to cook your own meals, and and you kind of have that that travel feeling. Um, it's just you know you just want to get back into your own bed. Um, that that whole scene just kind of felt like that for me. And so you know I. I'm not too much of a fatalist, but I think if I were in the position of the, um, the victim, the mark, I would have been like, you know, Dominic Purcell, go ahead, you know, you got me, I, I'm ready to go. I've, I've had enough time at the hotel. Plus, you know, you don't have to worry about your hotel bill if uh, Dominic Purcell offs you in there. So there was that. Um, the other thing, I got a kick out of the whole um, the Keurig thing, because, you know, here he is, he's just offed like four people in this hotel and granted he's used a silencer and and maybe this is a hotel that people in Sofia don't go to that often and who knows maybe the maids weren't in that day but I gotta think you only got a few minutes before people start noticing dead bodies Um, and yes I will say for myself that if I were staying in a a Sheridan in Sofia um, I certainly would look the other way if I saw a body I wouldn't want to get involved with that Um, that's a lot of mess Um, you know, what, you know, if if the police asked me, you know, like, didn't you just walk by that area? I, I didn't see the body. I'm sorry. I was just, you know, I was daydreaming. I had my headphones and my earbuds. You know, I didn't know there was a dead body. So I probably would ignore it. But I got to think somebody there, a good Samaritan might. And, you know, maybe if you're the clerk or the housekeeper, you've got to call somebody, right? It's your job. Um, so I, uh, uh, you know, I, I was watching that and I was thinking, like, you know Dominic Purcell needs to get out of there. Like the fact that he was just having the cup of coffee—that was a little nonchalant, um, which I kind of liked. But um, he, he reminded me of my friend Dylan when we were growing up because um, you know in high school we were um, we were little shits, we were bad kids. Um, we liked to egg houses, toilet paper, all that kind of jazz. Um, we were not the best kids in high school. Um, but Dylan had this, um, let's say it this code, this um, this this thing that he said um. He was um he has this code where he would not run from a job you know if we egg somebody's house he didn't want to run back to the car he needed to walk it back he felt like it was low cat uh, low class to uh to walk it back to the car um and and Dominic Purcell felt like he had that vibe you know it felt like my buddy Dylan there grown up you know and and who knows maybe my buddy Dylan you know I haven't talked to him in years, maybe he's out there doing hits, maybe he's out there you know going through Sheridan's and uh and in Sofia Bulgaria and maybe he is um, maybe he's out there in those Sheridans and he's uh, you know drinking his coffee because he doesn't want to run from the job maybe he still has that sense um, but but you know that's, that's it I mean I remember when we were in high school one time we were drinking on the roof of our school because we, we were in a small town we had a lot of fun things to do and the cops showed up while we were on the roof we had to kind of climb down this scaffolding and escape um, and Dylan was our ride that night so we all escaped to another house and um he uh he wasn't with us he disappeared we didn't know what happened to him um so we just kind of I just you know hung back at that house we were at um and about 45 minutes later there's a knock on the door and you know uh, my other friends had like tried to get home another way and the cops had picked them up while they were out in the street um but I just kind of hung back at the place and 45 minutes there's a knock on the door and it was Dylan he said yeah well you know I figured there was no way I was enough because he was a big guy I, w- I wasn't going to be able to escape this um but I, I figured I would just stay up on the roof I figured there w- no cop was going to climb up here to look for me I'd just wait until the uh, the flashlight you know uh, I stopped seeing the flashlights around the edge because I figured he would just kind of shine the light on the roof and then go away so I just moved to the middle, waited until I stopped seeing the flashlights and I bolted and he hit the road, he uh, he just got out of there so um, then he came down, picked me up we just went, got in his car that was parked at the school and we drove off So uh, so yeah, so that was it Excellent second unit said uh, first they were talking about me uh calling him Uva Bull. Um yeah, I, I picked up UVA Bull. I mean being um having minored in German, I guess I know that the, the that's how you'd say it in German, but um in the um in the name of the King two, uh the D V D for that that was, you know, Dolph lunger I guess I bought that on DVD. I V D. I don't know if I should admit that, but um he um Dolph uh kept calling him uwe bowl throughout the uh the featurettes on there and i just loved it i was like i mean i guess that's what he is in germany he's he's uwe bowl instead of ui bowl um and so i just kind of picked that up but yes you mentioned uh owl bowls because it, it sounds like i'm saying owl bowls that's great yeah and a second unit you mentioned that i'm i just rolling solo like that yeah i you know i just um i didn't get around i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that i didn't get around to uh getting a co-host and i figured i would just uh you know, come out here and chat about um in the name of the King three. Um I figured I'd go, you know, a half hour. We're just about at the half hour mark now. But uh, I figured I'd see, you know, how long till I ran out of steam and uh, see what happens. But um but yeah, so you know, the the character Dominic Purcell's character, is as, as we were talking about this, you know, like as you reminded me of my friend Dylan and as I was uh, getting over my angst of being in hotel rooms and, and ignoring that part of it, um, you know, I had this sense that Dominic Purcell's character was going to be some guy I really liked. That I was going to really enjoy seeing him get into the medieval uh, time period and start really being a badass. Um, and, and that didn't come off as much as I thought it was going to either, and you know, talking about this now, I realize that was another area of the film that I didn't like. Um, he was, there was some badassery at the end. But kind of towards the middle, like there's some parts where he doesn't know how to use his sword that well, um, he's not, he doesn't know how to ride a horse things like that so there you know I, I think i was expecting some instant badassery and and we kind of lose the badassery a bit and and that may have hurt it some too um i think we want i wanted more of the guy who would would brew himself you know would fire up the keurig and get a cup of coffee um after he just offed four people in a, in a sheridan and uh sophia i was kind of looking for more of that and um i didn't really get that kind of guy so so that was about it uh uh-huh. let's see. I mean, I have some notes um, you know. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the um the this film had a lot of shaky cam in it. Um and and I think that was another thing that really felled it that it really did, made, made it bad for me is that you know, you get some good action sequences, but with the shaky cam, um it was a little bit much and you know, I'm watching these from my my computer. You know, I've got my computer screen right in front of me. And um it was just like it was like all over the place and um, i just uh... I, I started to get like a headache i started having trouble seeing things because it was just so much shaky cam um and, and i think you know when you're doing the whole like sword and sorcery like the that kind of sword fight thing I, I feel like you know there, there's no need to um... D- does it need to be shaky cam i don't know i mean it's not like we're trying to get matt damon to do karate like we were in the born identity like dominic purcell swinging a sword and somebody else you know pretending to hit somebody with a an aluminum or you know even whatever sword i mean i does it need to be that shaky um and, and so that was something that that upset me um so i i think that was something that, that that could have been cleaned up or made a little bit easier um and i couldn't remember if the one before this had that amount of shaky cam um, maybe it did maybe it was that that bad but um yeah so so there was that too i guess um so yeah and i mean i i guess that's it i think that's where i'm at with this film is that it was it was okay it wasn't the best but it was okay so I've kind of hit my 30-minute mark. That was about where I was looking to go with this uh, solo episode tonight. Now I've noticed this is the first time in a while we've had second unit um, is in the uh, is in the uh, the chat area. So I'm not sure um, what is going on after tonight. If anybody else is going to be on after me here, um, if so, there might be a, a period of um, of a half hour. The past few weeks I've been on alone, so that's why I figured um, if I came on and did a uh, did 30 minutes solo. Uh, as opposed to the usual hour that Jamie and I do that uh, I figured it wouldn't be too too bad but um, um, you know if we have some dead air I mean I could maybe try to fill in with some music or something um, but yeah so now again next week um, I've talked to a couple people I've talked to about uh, Ty and Brett who come up it's about maybe coming on with me um, to do a full hour next week so we'll see about that again I really um, I, I feel bad that um, I wasn't more on the ball as far as getting uh, a guest but you know I felt like it would be good you know this is a good way to kind of uh, look at a film like this one that's got a couple sequels behind it um, and um, oh, okay second you said no idea just pop. up oh, well excellent well I appreciate the support for sure I appreciate that um, but you know I figure this one had some sequels behind it you know I don't want to tell Jamie yeah Jamie can you just watch the first two and then do the third one with me um, and, and the first one actually is a little prodigious in runtime uh, I believe it's like two over 2 hours. It might be two and a half or close to two and a half. Uh so the first one's a long one the one with Jason Statham and uh who else was it was Burt Reynolds in that one. Um it had Ron Perlman. I reviewed it for the blog and of course I reviewed it for the blog and I don't um you know, didn't look at it before I came in here like I should have. I looked at the uh one before it, but um or the the second one. But um yeah, so it's you know, it's uh it I, I didn't want to make Jamie have to go through two episodes. And especially considering this movie was not that great, uh, to have her go through t- uh, three movies just to get to this bad one, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad I did it this way and, uh, and not the other way around. All right, second unit said it was nice, enjoyed the one-man show. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I feel like the, the previous time I did a one-man show where I went into it thinking, I've got to do an hour on Steven Seagal, and it was Steven Seagal too, so that's not always easy. Um, it was only my second podcast ever um, that one was I think more I don't maybe I'm harder on myself but it felt like more of a disaster um, this one I felt a little bit more comfortable and again I, I gave myself you know only a half hour so I didn't have as much time to uh, to have to try to fill as well so I thought I would just kind of uh, you know get in here and, and try to chat about this one for a bit and, and see how it goes all right well again um, thank you all for listening um, is Again, um, I'm hoping, maybe maybe this weekend, I'm not sure, um, I've been busy with work and everything as far as the blog goes, um, it's, it's, just, it's so much easier just to do a podcast, right, because I, I do the podcast and I kind of uh, so I say set it and forget it, right, I, I come on Mixler here, um, I'm live for, for, you know, Jamie and I will be live for an hour, um, sometimes I have to edit things out like we've had technical difficulties, but for the most part the show is as it is and I just do the show pop it on TalkShoe and then you know my own archive page and it's all there um, and it only takes you know it doesn't take much time whereas you know a blog post it's um, you know I've watched the episode of course but then I've got to get images um, I've got to write it proofread it um, even though I still have typos in there I try to proofread it at least once through um, you know and then you get all the HTML links in there um, you know and, and then you finally get it up um, so, so a blog post it tends to be a little more daunting um, whereas with the, the, the show, you know, we can do a show, we get it happen, and uh... Exactly, yeah, it, it's, you know, Mixler, it's... It, well, the technical difficulties, Jimmy's mentioning about Mixler, you know, technical difficulties. Um, I'd say the past two weeks we've had um, interesting ones. Last week, um, we had the new app, the new Mixler app, and I, uh... I forgot to... When I, when I installed the app, when I, or I'm not, I'm not, um, when I installed the update, I forgot to reset the input that was Jamie's, the one coming from Skype. So um, Jamie was on the show and nobody could hear her and so I had to go and I was like it had been what six months since I had uh, done that and I was like oh no I got to go back through my emails and try to you know and I, I then I remembered it. it was like it all clicked like this is how you said it. Um, so that was one but it was kind of funny about that was the only people listening then were um, uh, Brian um, and then Jen, my wife, was listening. So we just started the show over at the fifteen-minute mark. Um, so that was one. And then two weeks ago, I discovered that it's not a good idea to have one of the call, it, one of the um, uh, people other than me start the uh, the Skype call. Um, when we had Alex on, Alex from uh, the Skeleton Crew was on with uh, Jamie and I. Uh, Alex was the one who initiated the Skype call. And that caused some technical problems that uh, I, I had never seen before. I didn't know you could do that, so um, so that's another one. But but you're absolutely right. Like for the most part, Mixler is it's just set it and forget it. I do the show, boom, and, it, and it's on. Yeah, sometimes you get echoes. That's what we I've had that before. Um, so yeah, you just never know with Mixler. But um, but it, it is like so much easier than um, you know. It, it's it's one thing that's been great for me because um, you know with work and then my you know recently I've moved down here to Pennsylvania to Philadelphia Uh, I've gotten married all these things have happened in the past 12 months Um, this you know this opportunity that I've had that John and Mo have given me to do this podcast and then um, you know with Jamie uh, on board um, it's just been great for me to get back into the blogosphere you know and and start to make blogs again Um, because you know this has been a a great opportunity because uh, it doesn't take much time you know watch the movie uh, take some notes while I'm watching the movie and then Jamie and I do the podcast and then you know again if there aren't any major if like other than the past two weeks um, you know just pop it right on there and, and you're good to go um, so it's one thing that I've really enjoyed is, is, is this aspect of it and um, you know with this week with me not getting around to getting someone to fill in for Jamie I thought well you know I still like to keep the momentum of the show going if I can and, uh, and make sure I get something out there get another episode um, and so fortunately it came out pretty well and uh, so we did all right all right well let me wrap things up here so um again you can always contact me I am on twitter at dtvconnoisseur. connoisseur um, also you can always find the blog it's uh, mattmovieguy.com. com and on the blog that's where you can really get to everything um I've got an archive for all of our past episodes um believe me if you if you enjoyed tonight's the ones with Jamie are like tenfold better they're just Amazing with, with her. So um, I, I love doing the show with her. Um, so you, we've got the archive page there. Also, all of my blog posts are there. And through um, MattMovieGuy.com, you can also con- uh, connect to Twitter. Um, you can connect to um, our, our Facebook page that we have uh, for likes there as well. And my email, which is at um, DTVConnoisseur at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can also uh, contact us there. And I've been doing a really poor job of follower Fridays the past few weeks, um, meaning I, I haven't done them at all. And I apologize to that to anybody out there who uh, is on my follower Friday list. I haven't forgotten about you. I'm going to try that. And you know, people who do follow me on Twitter, I apologize if I don't always follow back right away. Um, I'm I know it comes off that I'm I'm an elitist jerk, but I don't mean to be. I just uh, never keep up with that like I should. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And um. I'm I'm not sure if anything else is coming on tonight, but uh, uh, if if so, you know, stay tuned, um, and if not, I I will see you all next week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest, but if not, um, it'll just be me, and I'll I'll probably just try to do something similar to this. Um, Hopefully, um, you know, again, it won't go too badly. All right, thank you all for listening. Have a great night.